Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to Believe in Chargers. Well, folks, we are 1-0 after week one. The Chargers, it, it, we all knew it would come down to the end, Lorenzo. For some reason, we don't like playing with the lead. They always like to make things a little bit interesting. Chargers, though, 24-19 victory. Justin Herbert picks off where he left off, and I think we're going to spend most of our time talking about this guy named Khalil Mack. No. Oh, the Mac attack. Guess who's back? Cleo's back. The Mac is back. Was it was he was he just a man amongst boys? Did you see Borna him just get the tackle and pretty much put him in the quarterback's lap? He's a little bull. He that freaking bull rush that he has. That guy yesterday took over the game. Legendary. Loved it. And uh a lot of things I heard with Khalil Mack when the Chargers acquired him were, here are some adjectives, over the cliff, over the hill, wrong side of 30, injury prone. Well, you know what he did yesterday, Chargers fans, and what he said to the NFL? He told everybody, I'm still that guy. Khalil Mack is him. Three sacks, right? Couple forced fumbles. Should have been four sacks. Rushers. What's Bro, should have been four sacks, right? Did you yeah. see where the, the the tackle held him? And yeah. he's, he, but he, they still got the sack, but he didn't get it. And he's has car with one hand. Seriously, he had another sack. There were some bad calls. They could have called hold. Cleo Mack, like you said, bro, was a he was he was he was beasting yesterday. Sensational. And, and we're gonna get into why that actually led to the Chargers secondary having a ton of success. So everybody, welcome to the post-game recap brought to you by betonline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. Born in Azari alongside Lorenzo Neal. Chargers fans, gear up for a short week as the Chargers head over to Kansas City on Thursday. And we'll have that game preview for you guys tomorrow. But we got to talk right now and recap this week one victory over the Vegas Raiders. It was kind of a tale of two halves. The first half kind of led the charge with Justin Herbert in that Chargers offense. And that second half, Brandon Staley in that Chargers defense. That's why we should be excited because it's the defense that won the Chargers a football game. It wasn't Justin Herbert trying to route another team up 40, 50 points. It was that defense. So before we even get into the X's and O's of this game, Lorenzo, talk to me why it's just so important that we would never win a game like this last year. It would always have to be 47-42 Chargers or the Chargers getting in a shootout with the Raiders or the Browns. But the reason the Chargers won yesterday, Lorenzo Neal, was because of that defense. And so yesterday, the Chargers defense at times still gave up yards running, thought they gave up a little bit more, a lot rushing at times. But I, when they had to bolt their necks and the defense had to make plays, especially when Herbert hits that third and three and a great play by the defender, knocked the ball off with three minutes left, gave it right. I was like, oh boy, here we go. And defense stood up and played absolutely amazing. Uh, it was it was incredible. So so Chargers fans, as we kind of get get this game going, the Chargers go ahead and they put up three on their first drive of the game. The Raiders answered. It was three three game at the end of the first quarter. Then we head over to that second quarter, and that's kind of where you saw Justin Herbert, guys. I mean, holy cow, he made some incredible throws. I'll never forget. Oh, I forgot who some some Raider defender low had Justin Herbert's legs wrapped up in that first quarter, and he makes an absolutely incredible throw. Somehow throwing the ball 30, 40 yards. The throw of the game was this throw he made to Keenan Allen in triple coverage. He laid oh. the rock right over. Did you see that throw? It was incredible. Oh, my God. How about the laser for the touchdown between two cornerbacks? And the, that You don't think that pass was legendary? Yes. I was like, for him to put the zip and only where he threw it between. He had a corner on one side, the safety in front of him, and a linebacker underneath threw it low and tight. And only the receiver, I thought that was an amazing ball, stared down, held the safety with his eyes just enough, 
and threw a BB, a dart. This this kid's absolutely special. Now, I do want to get into the play calling. I do want to get into why the offense may have stalled a little bit in the second half. But Chargers, I I do got to tell you, the Chargers open up as three-and-a-half-point underdogs this Thursday in Kansas City. So go over to our partners at betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50 for $50 off your first welcome bonus. Chargers, underdogs in Kansas City. We're going to talk about the Chiefs in tomorrow's episode, but yeah. They looked pretty good, and I think I know why Vegas put that line at where they have. They have not missed a step. But Chargers fans, it's going to be a great game, so go over to betonline.ag and submit your Chargers plus three and a half because I'm telling you they're going to win this football game, all right? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll save that, though. We'll save that. I ain't ever going to bet on this team, Lorenzo Neal. But, man, I mean, let's talk now. Justin Herbert, we know he's great. I want to talk about this offensive line before we get into the defense, which should be the meat of this episode low. The reason nobody talked about the charge offensive line yesterday is because they were perfect. I mean, Chandler Jones, where was he? Max Crosby, where was he? Non-existent. Rashawn Slater is a baby. They started Trey Pipkins at right tackle. It's his first time starting. Clamps, clamps. And that's supposed to be the weakest part of this football team low. Talk about this line, man. They shut down the Raiders' pass rush. Lines did a great – I thought the offensive line did a great job, particularly when it came to the passing game. And Slater, watching him and Chandler Jones, I was like, wow. He would just quick set him and jump on him. And once Slater puts some big meat hooks, them paws, when he grabs you, onto you, when he's locked on you, you're not getting away. He's got low center gravity. This kid can play. He's a premier tackle already in the National Football League. I love this kid. Then you talk about the rag tackle. Here's a guy Pickens comes in there and we think, oh, my God, is this going to be a, a tackle by committee? By committee? And then you see him going against a pretty good pass rusher, one of the guys who they restructured, already paid him the money because Crosby's one of those guys that people say is an elite pass rusher, which is, and he's got a motor and never stops. I thought he played exceptionally well against, you know, Crosby. I thought the offensive line, they get an A-plus in pass protection. I don't know about the run game. I'm not going to give them a run. I'm not giving them that that. pass. I'm not giving them an A-plus in the run game. This Charger team, and I know I don't want to be, I know it's all low, quit being doom and gloom. I'm not. But if they want to see Buffalo, because I'm telling you, Buffalo still ain't punted the ball yet. They're the class class of the AFC. Bingo. And if you're going to play with Buffalo, you're going to have to be able to run the ball and keep that offense off the field. You're playing Buffalo. You can't wear, you can't let your defense get worn down. And you, we know, we know that the Chargers have an elite quarterback. We understand that. But at the same sense, you're going to have to be able to establish the run to eat clock and also keep defenses honest. You have to be more physical running the ball. I got to get more push. Got to get to create a new line of scrimmage. Passing game gave him an A plus. The run game, ah, eh, I gave him a C, C minus because I didn't think there was enough holes. Didn't see clear holes. Didn't have a necessarily have big, huge runs. Didn't have great runs in the running game. Got to get better. That's somewhere that I know this coaching staff is going to say, hey, guys, we beat a pretty good team, a team that may make the playoffs. But we know if we want to get where we want to be at the end of the season, we're going to have to do a better job running the football. No doubt about it. And you bring up a great point. I think it's important, Chargers fans, that we do talk about that, right? Austin Eckler carried the ball 14 times, only at 36 yards. I mean, I ain't no mathematician, but that ain't great. That's about two and a half yards per carry. Josh Kelly actually looks one of the best with the, you know, carrying the rock average over five yards per carry. But the reason the Chargers, listen, they were able to get away with it against the Raiders. But as Lorenzo says, if they want to beat the elite teams in the AFC, 
you have to allow your defense to sit and relax. And, uh, you know, not everyone's going to be like Khalil Mack, who has an endless motor and can go get the quarterback late in the fourth quarter. I mean, Khalil Mack just seems like he doesn't has an unlimited gas tank. But it's important for your defense to rest. And the Chargers were never able to establish a run game. They were able to do so a little bit more in the second half. But still, if they're not able to get four or five yards per carry, it, Justin Herbert will continue to bail you out. He will. But on the rare occasion that he doesn't bail you out and the offense does go three and out and your defense was just on a 10-play drive, that's where you lose football games. That's where it's backbreaking. So, Lorenzo, you brought up a great point. Still so much areas for this team to improve on, and that's one of them. Now, going to the pass game, it was quite interesting, though, because Justin Herbert was 26 of 34, 279 yards, three touchdowns. But he'll tell you, too, that his second half wasn't even that great of football. I mean, the Chargers offense lagged for the most part in that second half. Most of the damage was done in that first half, and they lost Keenan Allen early in that second quarter with a hamstring injury. And Keenan was, at the time, the only Charger producing from an offensive standpoint. So talk about Keenan. We heard that he's probably, I don't think he's going to go Thursday night in Kansas City just because it's the short week. It's looking like a hamstring injury. So talk to me about if losing someone like Keenan is, is, is a big loss. Obviously, on the surface it is, but talk to me about what your thoughts were on the Keenan hamstring injury. Yeah, that's a big loss for this Charger organization. You know, look at Keenan. This is one of the better receivers in the league. He knows how to get open. He just has a knack for the ball. He understands positioning. I'm not going to call him for Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams, we got to see <laughs> what kind of receiver. What oh, did I tell you about oh, that? Okay. Hello, I don't want to say that ever about, again, what, man. What I, know, I, tell you about I know he's a bulldog. I know he's one yeah, of your bulldogs, I but... I, and can't he's just he's so deceptive with his route running he's so no. nasty he's nasty so Keenan knows how to get open kind of like Devontae Adams I'm not saying he's Devontae but he can get open find those holes find those zones to sit down in. so you lost him so I'd like to see this team this week we got some speedsters still I want to go two tights this week I want to get in 12 personnel two tight ends one back and I want to see this team do some stretch plays get to the big side of where 70 is run those stretch plays where now you get Eckler one cut he's running stretching and now it's a one cut and go now you're going to make that defense move laterally mm -hmm. and now you know what I'm going to do I'm going to boot the young fella the quarterback Herbert let him boot out I want this offense now to go more explosive but also look more physical by mm -hmm. going 12 personnel two tight ends for the backside end can't come chase it down he got to stay home because the tight end that's in 12 personnel that second tight end he's going to block that end so that end's not going to have a free run to, to cut off the backside. so once you start doing that now you're going to boot the quarterback because he's fast enough to get outside and now he becomes a double threat he can run our pass so look for staley this week to say hey guys we got to show people that we're physical look for him to go some two tights two big blocking tight ends try to establish the run but some counter boots and also some play action off of that and i think you can get this offense get some more deep shots down the field that's a it's a great point and we're gonna see really what happens with this offense and listen losing keenan is big but when you have elite starting quarterbacks although it's never the same you're able to mask kind of your loss of someone like Keenan. now i mean take a look at what deandre carter was for the chargers yesterday deandre carter looked like he was been with this organization for five years i know he only had three catches but for 64 yards he had a touchdown he looked very good he had a nice deep connection with herbert for a 30 yard gain so deandre carter looked good gerald everett the chargers newest tight end looked really good he had a touchdown that throw by the way herbert had to gerald everett for that touchdown was jaw dropping amazing amazing we uh, guys we could spend this whole year just talking about justin herbert but we won't do that
So what do you? But what do you do in the second half when a team says, "Okay, now we don't have to roll coverage to Keenan. Now who's going to make a play?" Because you start to see that when the game got on the line yesterday in nutcracking time, who was actually there? Keenan is that guy that says, "Okay, come to me. I'm winning." He closed and the Herbert, door. he can yeah. close the door. That's what you're going. That's what you're going to miss. And I get it. Yes, these young guys can step in and make plays here and now, every now and then. But right now, when the game's on the line, now Herbert's got to find that comfort zone. That individual that he look at yesterday, Derek Carr. Look at what he knew that he had in Devontae Adams. I don't care if you're doubling. He knew that guy could get a, find a way to get open. So when you look at Keenan, that's what he is. He's that blanket and security blanket. For Herbert. So I don't know when the game's on the line now, who do you feel comfortable that he's going to go to? Who do you feel comfortable? Not that he's going to go to, but sure. they're going to make a play, though. They're going to make a play. It's, you know, low. It, this is a perfect segue into Mike Williams, right? You would hope that Mike Williams could be that guy. I you know I know Mike Williams is your home run hitter, but he's got to emerge into that security blanket. And, and, and to be quite frank, Chargers fans, Mike Williams was non-existent yesterday. It's unbelievable that this team won a football game with zero Mike Williams production and zero Keenan Allen production for three quarters, and they still won this football game. I think it goes to show how talented this team is, but I also think that's a that's a site for concern because that ain't happening at Arrowhead, I'll tell you that. They're going to get routed if that's the situation. Mike Williams yesterday, Chargers fans, we take a look at his numbers. Four targets, two catches, 10 yards. This is a guy you just gave 60 million reasons to smile, and he was non-existent. So, low. I mean, to answer your question, it's got to be him, especially if Keenan's absent. I mean, Gerald Everett, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I think, no, Barney, you're making a very, very valid point. And I'm, I'm going to take you back, and I think you could appreciate this. Remember a guy, J.R. Smith. Think about yeah. J.R. Smith, and you remember Kobe Bryant. Sure. What's separate? We're talking about when J.R. Smith got hot, he could get hot and go out, score you 30, 40. J.R. Smith <laughs> could light it up, right? He just like, here he goes. And then the next night, he'll go out and get you two yeah. or maybe four. Kobe, every night he was going to be consistent. He might get you 50, he might get you 60, he might get you 30, but you knew every night, you knew every night he was going to get you what? He's going to get you that 30, 40 points every night. Mike Williams needs to emerge. He needs to emerge as somebody who's going to be more consistent for this Charger team. He needs to be more consistent for this Charger team in order for this team to see success. Because if he has those dud performances like he did on those other games, it's going to be a, a big issue, Low. So, yeah, I was just talking about how we – I don't want to compare Mike Williams to J.R. Smith, but no. he needs to be more consistent. And, and that's it. And I, Yeah, because what, what the point I was making was J.R. we know could light it up. And all I'm saying is we know that, you know, that he can light it up. We're looking at this receiver. Like you said, he's got 60 million reasons why to smile. And because he got the big contract. And now you need him to produce. And the stage is set. And I think that Mike Williams will because he understands what's at stake and understand this team needs him more now than ever. Keenan's not well. You're going to be asked to step up. And when you don't have, when you, you know, Batman always need Robin, but sometimes Robin had to make some plays in order to save Batman. So I think that he's in a situation, Mike understands the team needs him. And he's going to, he's going to answer that bell. So I think you got, he's got to be licking his chops and looking forward to this opportunity. And that trust Coach Staley. He should Staley. be mad. He should be he should mad. Be, yes, he should. Yeah. No question. But don't yeah. you think this coaching staff is going to be this whole week there on him? So I think the guy's going to come out and play bit well, and, and Herbert's going to have to go to him. He's going to have to make plays. He's going to have to make plays because especially you can I think Keenan's too hurt to even throw him out there as a decoy. I mean, we're going to find out about what this hamstring injury, but this is not just like it's a seven-day layover. I mean, guys, blink tomorrow. We're two days away from kickoff in Kansas City. I mean, these short weeks are short, right? And, Lo, talk to me about after Sunday's 
usually you're not doing really anything on Mondays, are you? I mean, take me into an NFL locker room after a big win. Is it more so just film? You're not actually getting out there on the field. It's more so recovery Mondays, correct? Yeah, I'm glad that they took – I'm glad that game was home for the for the Chargers because yeah. now you have to realize Monday usually you come in, you watch film, but you also go through and get get a sweat. You go run a couple hundred to striders. You go through corrections. Monday's correction, watching the film, you lift weight, get some of the lactic acid out. So you have to go through that on Monday because you don't want guys just to sit around and not do nothing on Monday. Got to get them in there. Got to jump in the hot tub. Got to stretch out. Got to go watch the film. Make your corrections. Go out and run, get a nice sweat, and then Tuesday, guess what? You can't have an off day on Tuesday. This is the National Football League, and you're playing on a short week, and you got to be ready to play football. On, on Sundays, usually I come to do two things on Sunday, and I was chew bubble gum and kick ass. And on <laughs> Sunday, I was fresh out of bubble gum, Barnes. But this what you got to go Thursday. So that means these boys are plenty of whirlpool. It's plenty of hot tubs. It's plenty of massages. And Tuesday, tomorrow on Tuesday, they, it's a work week. You cannot give a Tuesday a day off. So these players will not have a day off this week because it's time to a game. And you're playing a very, very good Kansas City team. No doubt. And this, this is, Kansas City team looked unbelievable. Oh, no, they're, they're without Tyree Kill. Yeah, 44, 45 points yes. for the Cardinals. Uh, just <laughs> left out of nowhere. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, all these random name guys that they're going to make incredible. So, listen, it's going to be a, a dog fight. Now, Lorenzo, here's something that I've noticed. I was talking to with a good buddy yesterday, and it's more so about the Chargers' philosophies and mindsets. They go up 17-3, to three, right? And for some reason... They just go extremely conservative after that. They start running the football a lot more, even though it's not working. Right. And 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 offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi talked about how you know it it just wasn't looking good right. from the fact that he was way too conservative. He wasn't you know he wasn't calling enough aggressive plays. It wasn't good on that standpoint. So it's weird for me to see a team that just doesn't ever blow out teams. And I'm not saying the Raiders are a bad team, but this is definitely a team that they should have blown out considering where the situation of the game was. And then they just let the Raiders back into the game. They let them back. So I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on like the play calling and why it was super conservative in that second half? It, it, it really frustrated me. They got to take the pacifier out of Justin Herbert's mouth. They do. I, you, when you get a, when you have someone down, you step on his belt. When you get a giant down, you know what they did? Someone told me, I heard a message once. He said, when you get a giant down, you cut his head off. You get a snake, yeah. you cut his head off. The Chargers got to get that killer instinct. How to cut mm -hmm. these teams' heads. So you can't let these teams stick around. Yes, Raiders are a good team, maybe, but you have to find a way to cut their head off. Like you're saying, you got to know, hey, look, we got them down. Let's finish. They didn't finish yesterday. That's what you're frustrated about. And I think a lot of the fans, and I was frustrated about it because they had a chance to finish the Raiders. The defense gave them opportunity to finish, and they just didn't come through. Yeah, they just didn't come through at all. And that's the, uh, that's the concerning thing. Um, and listen, at the end of the day, the Chargers got the win, but man, if they were to lose this football game, it, it really would have stung. And they needed every single ounce of that pass rush to come through. They weren't getting home early in the fourth quarter. They finally got home. The secondary was pretty solid. So I want to talk about, you know, young up-and-coming corner, Asante Samuel Jr. The Chargers were without J.C. Jackson yesterday, and he is, quote, 50-50 going to play on Thursday in Kansas City, still recovering from his ankle issue. So we take a look at this team now. You have Asante Samuel, who basically had to see all of Devontae Adams. It's, it's pretty interesting to see Brandon Staley having more conviction in Asante Samuel Jr. over Michael Davis and having Devontae Adams. And listen, Devontae Adams, 
took took ASJ to school a little bit. He beat him on an insane double move, 41-yard play. But Asante fought, and he had an amazing pass breakup later that drive. He had a big-time interception to stop some Raiders' momentum. So although he got beat, although he got cooked for a, a, a good part uh, of you know Devontae Adams' performance, Asante Samuel Jr. was also resilient. He fought. He battled. And that's why Coach Shelley gave him one of those game balls. So I thought Asante no question. was great. I thought uh, Derwin looked great. They had Derwin rushing the quarterback. Derwin got a big-time sack. But for Asante Samuel Jr., who's not going to have to see number ones, but because of J.C.'s absence, he had to be on a number one, to see him kind of have that performance, you know, up and down. Talk to me why just that experience, though, is important for someone like Asante. Oh, it is very important for Asante. Here's a guy you look at and said, okay, is this guy going to hold up? And he, you're right. Fresno State took him to school. But he, you know what? He kept battling. He kept fighting. And that's what coaches do. You give guys attaboys because you want them to stay consistent. You want them to understand, hey, your job's important. And you give him a ball because, you know what? He kept fighting. He stood in there. So I think that that was one of those things about a confidence booster. You want these young co players to have confidence in what they're doing. And I think that was one of the reasons why he gave him a ball because he battled for four quarters. He went out against him, arguably a Hall of Famer, one of the better receivers oh, yeah. in the league, oh, yeah. and he fought with him. He, he, it was great. It was great. Um, secondary looked good. I do want to mention, though, I think though a big reason why the secondary looked good was because of the pass rush. I mean, it made Derek Carr very uncomfortable in the pocket. Um, pressure coming from his left, pressure coming from his right. I mean, we mentioned one of the keys of this football game was that we know that the Raiders' offensive line isn't their strong point. But what does that mean? That meant that Khalil Mack, that meant that Joey Bosa, they had to come through, they had to deliver. And they're the reason the Chargers won this football game. It's, it's, it's that simple. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are the reason the Chargers won this football game. Now, the concerning thing is the Chargers only went into their season with three edge rushers. That's Bosa, that's Mack, and that's Chris Rump. They're one injury away. They're one Mack-Bosa injury away from being a completely different football team. So, listen, it's great to see. It's exciting. But that's that. So No, and, and with that being said, though, Borny, you know what's going to happen. That's why it's so imperative that this team find a way to control the ball. It's imperative this team wins on first and second down, especially on defense, because you can't afford to get Mac and those guys injured. You got to make sure that you're durable. You got to make sure that these guys are fresh because you're going to need them because you know it. And I know it. This team's going to be in some shootouts. It's going to come down. We know that you have a gunslinger in this Herbert. We get that. And everyone knows that. We, we've been knowing this guy can throw the ball for 400, 500 yards in a game. But is that what you need to do? Is that who this team needs to be this early? No. You have to show consistently. you got to show that you can win and not only win with your quarterback. So that's why, to me, it's imperative that this team gets better, gets better on defense, gets better against the run. And that way you can have both and those guys stay fresh because you can't ask Cleo Mack to go out every week and get you three sacks. You can't ask Cleo Mack and, and Bosa to play 70, 80 plays on defense. Yeah. You can't do it. It's not sustainable. That's not the way. You can't put a, a, a horse in a Kentucky Derby and think he's going to win. You have to run him every single week. You got to give those guys rest and you got to spell these guys. So look for Pomp and other guys to step up they need more from that defensive front man they need more from other guys because you need those two pass rushers because yesterday they you needed those guys to change and have the outcome of that game come out the way it did 
Yeah, they needed they needed every single ounce of that uh, that pass rush. So, listen, a win's a win. Winning forty to zero or twenty four to nineteen, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's one and zero. Oh. It doesn't get better than that. You know, the right. beauty of football <laughs> is every team starts out as undefeated. Every team starts out as winless. Sure. And after week one, fifty percent of teams are undefeated. Fifty percent of teams are winless, and the number gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But the Chargers have to continue to worry about themselves. And there's a lot to take away from this game. The positives: the defense was strong, the pass rush was strong, the, the, the secondary was strong. It was a great experience for the young players to see Devontae Adams. It was great to have that experience with the, and get a win without having to have J.C. Jackson because Devontae Adams is going to be the best receiver that the Chargers see all year long. He's, no question. He's the best in the game. And they were able to beat a team with the best receiver in the game without their best cover corner on the team. So those are the positives, right? Now, the negatives are why? Why did the offense just completely go sleep mode? Justin Herbert had 12 straight completions in this football game. And then for some reason we said, you know what? I don't want Herbert to throw the ball anymore. Let's just run the ball on first and second down low. That's what I don't understand. And low, I'm going to be honest with you. That drives me crazy. This guy has 12 completions in a row. He has 12 completions in a row. And you know what? We're up 14. That's more than enough. Let me hand off the ball to Eckler two times and then put my quarterback in a bad third and six situation and give him one chance to move the sticks. No. You know what Andy Reid does? He goes up 14 points and he's like, I want to go up 21 points. I want to go up 28 points. We have the same quarterback who can do that. It's about a mindset. Do the Chargers feel bad about wanting to run up the score? Hell no. This is the National Football League. <laughs> this isn't kicking and screaming. With Will I Mello. love you. Come I, on, man. I love you, baby. You're no, come me, on, man. Like, tell me how you bro. really feel, brother. No, tell me no, how you really feel. It doesn't always got to be close. It doesn't always got to be close. But it, it doesn't. But here's the thing, though. You have to realize it. I, I, know, I don't blame Staley because here's the thing. You got to be able to run the ball, though. And if you can't run the ball, I'm telling you, you look at these teams. You look at November and December and January coming around. What happened to Kansas City? They were they were up 21 nothing, but the inability to run the ball with consistency it cost them. They couldn't sure. win. You saw it. So all I'm saying is, how many times we've we seen Herbert getting those shootouts, and he has to be great, and then all of a sudden it comes down, and then it's oh, when he, he loses or something. Oh, well he no, it's because you made him throw the ball 50, 60 times to win the ball game. This isn't Dan Falks of old. I know the Chargers. I know all <laughs> you fans want to see this guy chunk the ball all over the field. I get it. I understand you guys want to see this guy throw it all over the field. And I enjoy it too. But sometimes, bro, you got to put on your big bag pad, big boy pads and say enough's enough. And you got to bow your neck and say, we're going to stop. We're going to stop those teams from running the ball. And we're going to run the ball and run the ball with conviction and with some authority. And that's what's got to happen for this Charger team. It's got to get more consistent. And I know this is only week one. And you and I got to just take it easy. We have to relax. But it's a long season. But this team does have to find a way to run the ball with consistency. And I understand that coach says, look, we cannot abandon the run. And I understand it seemed like they were playing safe and cautious. But I thought they still was playing aggressive. But your lineman running the ball is an attitude. And it's an attitude. And you look at the Niners, the inability to run the ball yesterday cost them a game against the, you know, a Chicago Bear team. You still have to be able to run the ball in the National Football League and win. That's a great point. And 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 I think it's great that you're a formal fo you're a former football player and you're able to give us into that mindset because I think as fans, sometimes I get caught up and it's like the team is so much better when Justin Herbert's passing, but you're thinking about the long game here. You're thinking about how we can hold the defense is true. If this team's actually able to establish a run game, look what Devin Singletary is doing in Buffalo. He's getting five, six yards per carry, and it just makes Josh Allen like that much better. 
because he's now he's unstoppable. Now he's unstoppable. Unstoppable. And the Chargers offense is good, but it, it's not at that unstoppable level yet. Where and there's not many, but Buffalo and Kansas City are probably the, the only two. And, and and if the Chargers can get the running game going, it's unstoppable. If Herbert's in, if, if Herbert, if you think this guy's not going to be unstoppable in second and three, second and three, are you betting that this team's going to get a first down? How much would you be willing to gamble? If they on first down, if it's they pick up five to six yards and it's second down and three or four, and you got two downs to get first, are you are you not doing your bet in the house? Because now you can run the ball or throw the ball, catch a five yard out, and you got a first down. A two yard out, got it. You only need third and two. So put him in situations to be successful. So that's why this team becomes unstoppable if they can run the ball because your quarterback is a gunslinger. He can make people miss. He can run. He can run the rock. He's not stronger than 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 Allen. But he's just as he, but he can faster, just as fast. He can do a lot of things with his legs too that people aren't people aren't they're, they're discounting what Herbie can do with his feet. He's got to be more decisive though when he wants to slide. I remember they were about a story yeah. yesterday. He yeah. uh, he kind of yeah. hesitated, slid. He took a shot in the head, and yeah. and you know you know I'm actually going to defend the Raiders there. I, I thought it was a valid hit because I, I I thought Herbert took way too long to get down, and I don't know. It, it was a, it was an interesting play, but Herbert. If you're, if you're just be, have some conviction, just go down. Yeah. He, he was stuck. Like that, he was stuck in the middle, <laughs> stuck in the middle. He, yeah. he wanted to go. He saw the first down marker, right? He had a little Michael Jackson. You like that, huh? And, yeah. and, born, and he, born, he thought about, it, he's like, should I get d- d- down? And yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think so, that should have been a call. Either. So low, I, I want to ask you, cause I asked my friends this question. Then we'll wrap it up. If you're Justin Herbert there, do you slide just, with conviction and, and make it fourth and one, or do you dive head first for the end zone? Jo- I know Josh Allen dives head first for the end zone there. But yeah, what about but Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert, just slide, make it fourth and one. Because here's the thing. Yeah. You're built different than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's from he's from the Central Valley. He's from Fireball. That's a country fed boy. You know that. <laughs> that big boy, he's three, he's 260, 65 pounds. Wow, he's 450 pounds, man. Dude, he is. Did you did you see that stiff one he gave that kid? Unbelievable. Did you want to he, call the police? Did you want to call the police? He ran over Bobby Wagner. He ran over Brent, Bobby Wagner. He carried Bobby in the end zone. Bobby had him wrapped up. Dude, the dude is a monster. Nice. I mean, this, this season is going to be this season is going to be incredible, bro. Incredible. I can't wait tomorrow to talk about Kansas City because I got so much. I'm gonna have. We're gonna get this. We're gonna get this thing rocking. Chargers fans, um, it's great chatting with you all. Remember. Keep your eye out on our game preview tomorrow in Kansas City. And then Lowe and I are going to have you covered after the game on Thursday night as well. Should be yes. a time-time battle in Kansas City, Arrowhead. Week two opener, baby. You ready for this? Let's go 2-0, man. Let's go, baby. 2-0. All right, Chargers fans. 1-0. Road to 2-0, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.